Welcome into Inside LAFC. It's the Max and Vince podcast. Good to see you, Vince. How's it going? I'm I'm a little sore, Max. A little sore. We'll get to that. Before I go any further, I want to say thanks to everyone on the FCFC podcast. I made my appearance. Finally. Um, little. I walked out a little tipsy. <laughs> Had some great tea, thanks to Dweezy. Good parting gifts. Yeah, they get you yes. a little... Uh, a little Liquored up, and then they give you the tea to, yeah. to usher you out yeah. to make sure that you're friendly on the way out. My only regret is that the ice cream truck went by twice, and I didn't stop to get. You didn't an ice get cream. anything. I should have. And I was. Cr- I had a sweet tooth going. I don't usually have a sweet tooth. What's your go-to from the ice cream truck? I like a good soft serve, maybe chocolate dipped. Okay, solid. If they have that, I like it. Actually, my son, who always liked the stuff with all the gumballs, I mm-hmm. go try this, and he had that. And he goes, "Oh, that's really good. I want to have that from now on." Yeah, the classics are really classics good. Are good. I don't really go for all the gumball stuff, but I will say this. There's nothing like a good Choco Taco. Choco Taco is pretty solid. Or you know, and they're a hot not day like the uh, the the rocket the rocket pop. Rocket pop, yeah. They're not good. The Choco Tacos from the supermarket, not good. Not but good. for whatever wherever or they're vending machines at oh. uh, ESPN in my day, the Choco Taco was not the good. Choco Taco. Why did you ever leave there, Max? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Just doubled up on the Choco Tacos. Mm, what was I going to add there? Oh, I went to I just sidebar. Uh-huh. I went to a place. This is what we do. Frozen. We're going to make a segment out of this. I went to frozen yogurt. It really isn't a sidebar. It's kind of going with the flow. And it's Menchie's. It's near where I live. And they had a flavor called uh, Oreo cream. It's just a cream flavor. It was fantastic. It was mind-blowing. And I'm thinking about it. I'm going to have to get another one today. I recommend now. I also had a lot of fried food yesterday, which is great. Yeah. Well, again, we'll get to it. We sweated it out on Sunday, though. We really did. Yes. And we're going to get to our, our weekend with Iron Maiden. I went to the show. I'm a huge fan. And then we all got together for the um, Iron Maiden 11 versus LAFC 11, which was a fun day. But we have to, we got to set the record straight, correct? What, on which part? With Maiden. And their social media. Yeah. yeah posting the score, man. Oh. Posting the score and saying going back to their winning ways. Yeah. I'm a little... I didn't see... There was a lot of things going into that match that we were unsure about. Yeah. One was the type of game we were going to get. And two is obviously we didn't know that we were going to be blasted on social media. So a little bit... Yeah. Uh, Iron Maiden. I'm, I'm your if there's a fan. If there's a rematch... I actually went up to Steve Harris and I said, you know I'm a West Ham fan because of your bass guitar. That was the kick over the top. He goes, oh, that's nice, mate. I go, that's all. That's it. We did have a nice chat about the hammers. He was, of he was probably like, some nice young lad talked yeah. to me today. Oh, yeah, I'll two-foot him if he's not careful. All he right. was serious. We'll talk more about it, but he was But serious. it was a fun game. It was fun, and I'm, I'll, I won't forget that day. And it was a great time to share it with you and all the other folks, uh, the staff members from LAFC and some of our supporters. All right, so we're going to get into the Philadelphia game. So this road trip is over. There's that two deep. weeks on the road for LAFC. And I know we, we spoke to Jeff Huber here, and he, it, it, we, we talked about that takes a toll on the team because there's no creature comforts. You, are, you it, There's good things. You, know, you get to spend time with your coaches, and you really lock in. But we all like to go home, right? Yeah. Is that safe to say? We all like well, to the, put our feet up on our couch, right, there's watch a, our TV, open our fridge. Yeah, there's a guy that's either been on the road for a week and a half, hanging out in the same spots, going to – I mean, look, even as great as hotels are, they're not fun to be in. I mean – Look, there's a lot of things we can bag on MLS for, but the hotels that they stay in are usually pretty nice. Yeah. So that's okay. But then also we talked to Jeff about guys coming back from international duty. So those guys have been traveling too. So it's just like, uh, just a... And instead of coming home to LA, yeah. which is like, oh, okay, I get picked up here and get home, I'm going to Philadelphia, a new city for just about all of them. Yeah. It's kind of interesting that we brought up Iron Man before this because it feels like that. You feel like a traveling band at that point. Yeah. We're just like, man, I'm kind of... 
I want to get home. I just want to do this. But you know, you got a job to do. So I think, yeah, there, there's a part of that that weighs on you. And you have to always, to say that that does not weigh on you would be to belittle the subject. Because every team, I think every team deals with it. It's a mental, it's part of the I mental will, game. I, I will add it. I'm not saying that life is easy for Iron Maiden on a tour. It's got to be difficult. But I was talking to one of the guys. I go, no, no, no. Hey, what happens? He goes, no. They get picked up. Uh, anything they want, they get immediately. Oh, they yeah. say they want to do this. Yes. Oh, I feel like this. I'll pick it up for you. Oh, I have a single mall. All right. Well, here it is. Everything, everything, everything. Yeah. Because they are the money makers. It hey. is an industry and you got to take care of that group. Hey, man, when Steve Harris called for that ball on the pitch, you sure <laughs> bet that that ball got passed to him. Yeah. If Walker Zimmerman's asking, hey, can we get a, a little, can we, can we have fine dining? I, I feel like a ribeye steak. Not tonight. Yeah. It's a little different. Yeah, it's a little different. I mean, th- those super groups, you can only imagine what life must be something. You know what was great, though, other than talking to Jeff, is we literally had someone poke their head in here just before we were recording our podcast. Oh, uh, Sorbs. Mike Sorber. <laughs> uh, and I was mentioning it to you. I go, they're still, they're still contentious about certain decisions. Yes. And They identified uh, two handballs. Two handballs. One I did not bring up on the broadcast. I didn't mm-hmm. see, but the, the, the Bedoya one was pretty crystal. Well, the one takes place during a moment, just a, a bad, bad moment for the referees in general, right? It's that we celebrated Carlos just where he sets, he literally sets the guy up and goes, hey, look, I, I look like I'm going to cut inside and now I've skinned you. I'm gone. Looks like he's going to chip the goalkeeper at score. We all see that it's it's gone. It should be a corner. Missed that one. But a lot of us missed that there was also handball in that play. Yeah. Two shocking moments. What could have been. So we look at, the, at what happened here and I, I know that some of the fans are getting, some supporters are getting a little restless because four games without a win is not LAFC. And that's something they will never be satisfied for. I think it could have been a whole lot worse. I think you saw enough fight from a team in unique circumstances. The international week, the injury to your star player. We saw Carlos Vela. You could tell this guy needs games yeah. coming back. There's no doubt about it. Even Carlos Vela, even the greatest players need time back. Lionel Messi's been on the mend. When he comes back, it's not going to be Lionel Messi. He's going to need some, some games. So I think under those circumstances, just picking up the Orlando game, which was a gallant effort to get the comeback, this game, again, you, you go down uh, exceptionally early and you find a way to fight back. Carlos Vela stays on track with history. Philadelphia are one of the so the tiers of Major League Soccer. We know a lot, of, and we're going to try and spell it out here because we know a lot of folks here are kind of new to MLS, so mm-hmm. they don't know. LAFC is tier one. Tier two, New York City FC, Philadelphia, and Atlanta. Yeah, I'll put Atlanta in there. Atlanta I mean, hanging in there. And then there's a, a defined tier three with like 10 teams. Yes. When you look at the record. Well, yeah. Pretty much look, the rest of the West. You look at the West and there's LAFC and then there's the teams in contention for playoffs and then there's the the drop the bottom has dropped off. So completely. I'll finish my point and I'll, I'll hand it off to you. So when you think about Philadelphia and you tie a game, and this is Jim Curtin's words, their coach, my team is 100% healthy. They did have some guys off about eight on international duty, but my team is 100 So they had that to deal with, as did LAFC. Um, my team's 100% healthy, and we are in that second tier of teams. We are a, a very good MLS team. Playing at home in front of one of the most raucous crowds in Talent Energy Park Stadium history, and uh, you get a 1-1 result. That's generally in any sport good business. Yeah, carrying a lot of momentum. That sellout. I think they did say that that's their biggest crowd of the year for LAFC. So part of it was LAFC, but part of it was what you just said. Most affiliated with Philadelphia say that was the loudest it's been Mm -hmm. uh, in the history, maybe outside the opening weekend. I mean, I'm sure Carlos Vela and the possible Marco Fabio and Carlos Vela matchup 
was what drove some ticket sales, and although that never uh, materialized because of uh, some uh, miss, I heard it was missing a team meeting that Marco Fabian was in, not included in the uh. 18. Uh, but a lot of it was what you just said is the momentum that they brought into it. I mean, they they were down one nil to Atlanta, but really had the better of the chances in that first half, and then they just came out three goals, just buried the the champs the week before or two weeks before, should we say? Because then, like you said, they had the week off. They did play Pumas. Uh, won a three nil friendly, which I've watched some of the highlights. Wow, that was nothing, not a friendly. Not no, no, they were contentious. There was tackles, um, so they were ready. Like they were just lying in wait. And I, mean, I guess a little credit to Prisbilko. I know we we he got singled out saying, well, he said his words and he really stood him up. Well, he scored a goal and then disappeared the rest of the for most of the match to me. But yes, okay, yeah. he got his goal. Uh, I would say within the first. 15 minutes of yeah, the game. Yeah, he was very leggy. <laughs> the end of it. Yeah, I mean, for first 15 minutes of the game, LFC was treading water a little bit. I mean, I, I said in the takeaways, for, for that first goal, we couldn't get close to them at all. I mean, they came out flying. They were feeling their crowd, feeling uh, how they were playing, and good good for them, right? I mean, yeah. but I, I you got to also give credit to LFC because after 15 minutes, kind of righted the ship get even at half. And then I think from 45 to 75 until when the game kind of dropped off because you had a lot of players dealing with international duty. You had the travel, which we already talked about. It got stretched. Yeah, I, I told what I said to Hubert, it looked like half court basketball. It's like whoever can get in, get in on this attack, get in. Yeah, if you it, was, can't. It, was, it was difficult to put your finger on it. Certainly at that point. Yeah. I think in hindsight, it's, it's a lot easier to say that. And I think even Bob said that, you know, the energy kind of dropped off at a certain point where both teams were tired and then trances, Chances that were created weren't finished because of maybe tired legs, because of maybe some weak passing. Uh, but from 45 to 75, I was the, I was the LAFC I expected. And, and maybe if you have a, uh, a fully 90-minute fit Carlos Vela that, that can do all the things that he can do as a 90-minute fit Carlos Vela, maybe you turn those advantages into goals. There's a few things. And then, as we already talked about, some uh, bad, bad, bad refereeing that maybe we uh, should have seen some better results from. I want to, I really want pro referees. I know so many, you, you see them and you know them personally and we see Howard Webb and this is uh, a, a guy who's officiated the biggest games in the world. He knows about officiating. Uh, so many guys affiliated with it that are here. They have a good support system, but generally it has been, it's been an uphill battle with regards to it. We, we, there are some that we like a little better, but there's not really referees that we say this is a, a, a clean referee. Maybe as many would not, would have said about Pierre Luigi Kalina back in the day, but I'm right. sure that he had his critics as well. Of course he did. <laughs> of course he did. Yeah, no ref is going to have this 100% record, but it's just so many guys. Well, and I, we, I've liked Sagafi in games I've, more than most. Why? I just he's always struck me as in, too much conversations going on there's a few he strikes me as there's kind of a group of referees in MLS that, that really drive me crazy and he's one of them where he seems to want this control over the match but he doesn't exert it through his calls he tries to do it through the afters yeah. where he really runs up and really says things to certain players where you're like that's not that's not responsible refereeing you need to do it with your whistle you command games with your whistle um, it's the same thing that drives me crazy when people say oh I don't want you don't want the uh, you don't want the refs to get involved you want the players to decide. No, players decide by their actions, yeah. and then the referees meter out the consequences. That's how games happen. Yep, it's 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 part of the it's part of the mosaic of every game that we talk about afterwards to see the officiating. And it, 
you want it to go well, and you don't want to talk about the refs too much, but this game was a situation where it, it, it felt pedantic. It was stop, start, and I was like, let's go, and there's a lot of dialogue. And anyway, Yeah, two top teams that were very athletic, that wanted to play, that wanted to to be on the front foot, and then, yeah, you're, you're yeah. kind of getting slowing down the game in certain instances. Other instances, you're missing clear fouls. I mean, my, my two biggest ones were Diego Rossi being pulled back by Gaddis in the corner. Uh, and then in the first half, Edward Atuesta takes a full-blooded challenge yep. to the top of his shin. Uh, that's a yellow card, nine times out of ten. It's in a yep. spot where you want to hit a free kick from. Yep. The referee's right there. and, and Looking. And, he was in the right area, but yeah. somehow his, his head was turned. And then has the, the gall to look at him and go, no, <sighs> don't do that. It's Just, like, whoa, okay. That's what I'd like to say. I mean, I'd, maybe I'd be a terrible referee. i go, look, I didn't see it. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I didn't see it. Yeah. Let's play. Not a good week for MLS referees, if you think about it. DC uh, Portland game deciding was, not to go to. What was the game? Was that last week? Was it the uh, the Galaxy game? Yes, right. The they didn't get the the penalty in the area where the player's head was generally kicked. I think it was last week. I didn't think that was a foul. It was that was a that was just a regardless of what you thought it was just a mess because I was watching luck. it was like bang bang like, this Galaxy is had some bad calls in there. They won seven and two, so it didn't matter. But right. there was a no, few the previous game. Yeah, but uh, I'm saying even this week they had some calls that didn't didn't go their way. That probably I mean. Sporting probably should have been down to nine men in that game, which that was a weird game in general. But yeah, just we look for consistency. It's a Colorado we're not getting, game, I guess yeah, the Colorado yeah. game. Yeah, but everyone's tired. I was impressed by Philadelphia. They're a good team. I don't know if they're an MLS Cup team. I think maybe still a bit green in the postseason. But they bring a couple guys off the bench that yeah. I was worried. You know, Sergio Santos, Ilcino can make an impact, but LFC did a really nice job to make sure they weren't beaten by them. And they closed out this game pretty well. Was it one of those things where we should have got a win? Maybe not as much as Orlando, but a good effort against a good team in a, in a raucous environment. One of the big takeaways that I'd like to talk about, maybe we can round up the segment with this, is the way that LAFC are bending teams to their, to their will. When you think of Philly and you think of the way they played, we've heard it all season. We're pressing teams. They we did, do this and they had a high line. And, but they I, had a high but line, but were they I, really I pressing? The, but no, maybe they disguised it well. The Philadelphia game... Prior to that, where they played Atlanta at home, they were not pressing. They were they were withdrawn, and they mm-hmm. let Atlanta play a lot. And I okay. think it was a 65%, 35% possession edge. And then, for sure enough, Philadelphia, it worked, because the last 30 minutes they came alive and scored. But I was wondering, is that the game we were going to see? I think they pressed a little bit more, and at least at the beginning of the game where they got the goal, but I think that kind of adjusted. Yeah, I think getting the goal maybe changes the way you press. You know, maybe they maybe. did. Maybe they did line up, and they're like, "We're going to press them." And then you get a goal, and you you think, "Okay, pressing is a risk reward type scenario. We've already got a goal. Do we want to risk it?" In in the fact that LFC, we know they could probably pass around it. So I just I thought their their press was definitely it, they were high up the pitch, but it was not mm, it was not a, a traditional press that I've seen out of them. But you you make a good point. And against Atlanta, they weren't necessarily buzzing around the pitch. But I think the other aspect of it is so many long balls. Yes. So so many direct. That's play. how you know. You know, you have. Uh, I, some people asked me after the match. They said, "Are you are you weary of LAFC against teams that that seem to like to p- force aerial duels?" And I'd, I I didn't fully. The one thing I said, and I think this is the paramount thing. Look, and uh, Heath Pierce said it great in your broadcast. When you're a great team, sometimes you got to figure out the the game that's being brought to you before you even get to halftime. And obviously, it happens in the first five minutes in LAFC can't deal with one situation they go they go down but they've got to know that if there's a 6-4 guy that's slightly mobile they're maybe going to look to overload some sides and try to win some second balls now 
you can't teach height. You can't, you know, we're not going to get taller all of a sudden. We're not going to get a 6'5 left back all of a sudden. But there's ways that you can mitigate it, and that's by getting bodies near there and understanding the type of game that you're going to be in. And I think the other thing that, that we have to look at is just not every team's going to play long balls. I mean, Casper is 6'4". I mean, Atlanta has Joseph Martinez. They're not going to play long balls with Joseph yep. Martinez at 5'10". So I think for the people that are worried about, oh, well, every team's just going to come in, they're just going to hit long balls. No, not every team. Minnesota can't hit long well, balls. It's interesting when you look at the teams that you might, not to get ahead of ourselves, but MLS Cup and whoever gets there, long balls, you might get a favorable matchup, right. I would say. And I think the reason why it sticks out in people's mind more is because who's the other team that comes first and foremost to mind when you think of a very tall forward that you can hit long balls to? Yeah. So I, I get it that You're it's not going to see them again. It's in your mind because of the galaxy, but yes, I, I think, I mean, just off the top of my head, you're not going to play long balls to Brian Fernandez really per se. It's not really his his uh, natural inclination is to hold up long balls. Uh, RSL doesn't have tall forwards, uh, so yeah, it's not something you're always going to see. But I do agree that yes, it's something that you should be weary of, and you because you need to know how to play against second balls in general. Because even even if they don't have a six foot four guy. Hey, if they overload a side and they put two or three guys and they put it in the air and say, we don't care if we win it because we'll win the next one and then we'll go direct right after, you have to be able to deal with it. Yes. Good practice. This is good for uh, the body, the work that Bob Bradley and the coaching staff has been able to get in these last month of results where they haven't gone well, I can only imagine are invaluable when they look at tape, when yeah. they practice, because now they have a really good sample size of things that can alter the way – they are going to try to alter the way we play. I think Philadelphia was that last piece as we get ready for the final four games, three of which will be at home. Yeah. They had a film session today that I'm sure was much more lengthy, detailed. juicy. It was lengthy. I'm sure it was much more detailed than even my explanation was, much more articulate. So I, yes. I guarantee you that. I think you could hold your own in there. I could do okay, but I'd, I'd be sweating a little. Yeah. <laughs> Dealing with the best team in the league. Hey, man, when Mike poked his head in here, I sweat yeah. a little. I, I wonder but what Isn't he's that a good feeling up. that they come in for you? That they're like, wait a minute, we've got to talk. I feel like it's always You're better. The, it's always better if they're talking to you than not. Yes. <laughs> this means absolutely nothing. I'll close the segment with this because you mentioned Zlatan. Uh, if the season ended today, which it doesn't, and things are going to change massively in the West, it would be Real Salt Lake Galaxy. Winner of that would take on LAFC in the next round. So just saying. And also, I believe uh, the first round would be Portland going to Seattle. I'm sure MLS would, might might love that. It'd be Minnesota, San Jose. Yeah, whatever. It is. Minnesota's been nice. Seattle, Portland, and Real Salt Lake Galaxy. And the league definitely wants the Galaxy. I would like for the stories. Yes, you've brought this up numerous times. I would like it for the story. I would like it to make it a big, juicy playoff because I have faith that LFC will see it through. Nothing really. uh, Looking at the East, uh, it's nothing. All right. (laughs) The big story in the East is if New York has home field advantage through that playoffs. What will happen? Oh, God. I think they're playing. I think you have to go look at Hartford again. Yeah. Beautiful Rentschler Field. I know it well. I lived right down the street for eight years. At least it'll be regulation. It will. It's actually a nice facility. You lose the hope field advantage, so to speak. When we return... The real stuff. We're going to talk Iron Maiden, not the concert, which was great on Saturday night. We'll at get Bank into a California little bit of the stadium. concert, but we won't. We'll get in complete the fifth. Iron Maiden 11 versus the LAFC 11 at Cal State LA. We went down, but we went down with some grace. But we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna set the table. What happened on that sunny Sunday there in Alhambra? This is Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast. Carlitos, yes! 
have struck in the 43rd minute. Carlos Vela knocked it off the defender and in. He's back. All right, we're back here on Inside LAFC, uh, Max and Vince podcast. Uh, Iron Maiden, as you've seen so many times, you go to Bank at California Stadium, you see that giant billboard that pops up on the digital billboard that they were coming September 14th. They came, they conquered, had one of the best concert experiences of my life, great friends. I got my Iron Maiden LAFC shirt, I was which say, how about I that left sh- at the seat that I was in, and I know it sold out, so I screwed up there. So it's gone. It has to be gone. I could oh, check. There's Max. no way. I was about to ask you, how about that shirt? Do I that even bother to check? It would not be there still. I mean, you were in the director's box, right? Yes. You were in the big deal. You were in the big deal seats. So I go, who's this shirt? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You deserve to be in the director's box because we did quite a few content things we and did. things and like that. Out, I thought it came out pretty well. You, I got I got it from people. They saw that. Yeah, I thought it was fun. You and worked, I've started using the Metro since, so that's one yeah, person. You worked hard for that. Yes, it was. You. Uh, let's go back to that for a second because you nailed that one take. We People have it, talked about that one take. Did you time that? Did they stop? No, they didn't. Yeah, if you did not see it, Max is on the platform where we tell him, going in, we say, hey, here's the line. Here's what we want you to do. We think the train's going to end up about here. Be nice if you did the line and then just kind of got on the metro. Max goes, were they going to hold it for me? And we go, no, you're going to have to <laughs> If just you do miss it. it, we have to wait another 30 minutes well, for the next. Well, the best part was 20 minutes. you asked if we we're going to hold it and we said, no, you're going to have to do it. And then there was like a five minute pause and at one point you looked at him and goes so this is a big deal like if i don't get this <laughs> we're gonna have to wait and will and i just go yep we and did then it. i repeated the, the line i had to say over and over again like my fart fair yep. lady just the rain in spain falls mainly on the plane the rain in spain falls mainly on the plane I said it over and over you again. paced back and forth but you you nailed it well i would like to say you and will's work is tremendous the content team that we have here between you guys and ulysses and Joe and Mark, who now joined, and Marcus is—it's unbelievable. People talk to me about that looks really good. I go, well, let's. We have yeah, a- shout, shout out to Jimmy Lopez for recreating the Max Bredos walking through the hallway yes. supporter oh. shield. That was good. That was funny. He's like, hey. and you were good support about it. Jimmy's not happy funny. with me now because uh, I, in in my haste preparing the Iron Maiden game, I didn't reach out to him. Um, Julio Chiva Mayor, who I did invite, he said you should have invited the thirty-two fifty-two. I go, I know, I know. Just gotta figure out how it all works. Well, let's, it happened. Let's set this. Let's set the stage, Max. So how long were you playing Mo this game? Mo and Jimmy, together? if you listen, and I know you guys do sometimes, I apologize. It shan't happen again, and we will have another LAFC game with our staff and supporters. That there, there may or may not already be contacts with a certain band. I like that it. We may I know what you're talking be. about, Max. You know what I'm talking about. So th- there's going to be more opportunities. Yes. I think we're going to try to do it as often as possible. And you'd be surprised how many of these traveling bands want to play yeah. soccer. Soccer's easy. You yeah. can't do baseball and well, I remember back in the basketball day, you could. I remember back in the day there were there's one punk band from New Jersey, Bouncing Souls. They had songs about about sambas, about soccer, about playing soccer. And I remember being a kid and being like, This is the only band that I know that actually likes soccer. And then to find out that pretty much every traveling band's like, No man, we love kicking the ball around. We love love a bit of it's soccer. It's gotta be I'm great like, for them. Yeah. So stretch the legs out, get to feel the camaraderie, and it makes you feel real. I mean, I, I we didn't really get that impression from the Iron Maiden group. They were very all business. Yeah, but not, they had to love not that. much camaraderie. Well, Max, set the set the stage, set set the stage of what exactly your three weeks of setting this match up right. was. So Ed, his last name uh, escapes me now, from Iron Maiden, reached out to Seth Burton, our head of communications here, and. When I first heard Iron Maiden was coming, I looked at the schedule to see if they had a day off before and after. They did. Uh, they played LA in Saturday. They don't play Phoenix till Wednesday. So there was an opportunity for a game. 
So I was already alerting people, hey, there might be a game I want to. And lo and behold, they reached out to Seth. Seth reached out to me. So we organized it. We had issues getting a field, so we had to wait. And Iron Man said, no, we need a full field. They were going to try and get a futsal. And some of the uh, – obviously, you can't play at Bank at California Stadium. The Iron Maiden's there. Would have loved to. Oh, man. Um, one, that day. Way, one day. One I day. Think, I think they'll – I think the powers that be would allow that for, for people like, like us who put some time in here. So we put it together. The field was done, and I bang. Uh, I, I got to get a team together. I think you're the first one I said, and thankfully music to my ears, you go, I'm in. Yeah. You knew one I'd after the other. And then other people are like, so, so. And I was like, all right, I'm going to reach out to some of the supporters. I reached out to LAFC Sal. I reached out to Julio, and I reached out to Brian Born Slippy. I was like, they would be our contingent. Christian from our podcast community reached out to me. I said, come by if you want. I can't guarantee yep. you a game, but he came out. He played. Yeah. I got a couple friends who are huge Meta fans. I go, you're not LFC, so I'm going to overlook that. I probably shouldn't, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use my uh, yeah. <laughs> my veto power here, and I'll, you're in. And then a bunch of the staff last day said, I'm coming, I'm coming. And then more and more wanted to come. And I realized it was a special moment. I mentioned to Al Rate, who does the stadium ops, and he was he played goal. He played great. And it, I, I realized this is a great opportunity. Everyone came out there. It was wonderful. Even guys stayed afterwards, kicked yeah, the we ball recruited, around. Yeah, uh, we recruited two academy guys yeah, that played in the game we brought, before. We brought that. It, was a, it, was a, it felt like an LAFC team. And then Iron Maiden showed up punctual, much more punctual than us. They had their full jerseys. They had full a kit. home and away. <laughs> they had... <laughs> I was going to officiate the game, and the guy, Ed, says, no chance. Glad go, you didn't. I'm glad I didn't, because it was getting... So there was a uh, referee yep. in the academy Match game official. prior, and I don't know, I didn't say anything, but he was leaving, and they asked him to stay, and lo and behold, he stayed. I don't know what... Well, we'll leave he got a, paid. He got paid. He should, yeah. Which he, he should. I yeah. Did. If you got to stay, you got to stay. It was a, he did. I don't, know, I don't know if I would get him in any hot water, because he stayed and got paid, but I mean, if they say... If you, no, of course if, not. If you kept a, I would say he was probably He's on his own too hundy. Too hundy. Well, I hope so. I don't it know. has to be the gun from Iron Maiden. All, all I know is that at the very least, somebody from Iron Maiden came to me and said, "Do you think that the referees from this game would say?" I said, "Well, they're, they're academy referees. They do get paid for these matches. They're not just ASO. They're yeah. of a high level. You're gonna have to pay them." And the guy with that's didn't right. even be. He goes, "That's not the problem." That's I go, not the problem. Right. Okay, that's well then right. pay them and they'll they'll well, stay. By the way, Iron Maiden makes. I couldn't give you the specific, but it is a it is a money machine with the touring all over the world. I would guess six figures per stop. Per stop. Merchandise it was an hour wait to get yes. an Iron Maiden shirt at Bank of California Stadium. It is it's something else that they are able to do. So they they continue appearances, you name it. It's a lot of money coming into the coffers. So I, I imagine it was pretty. I saw the exchange. I don't want. I should have looked over his shoulder, but I did see the wallet open for the ref. I go good. He's yeah. been made whole. All right. So all was good. Yeah, it was okay. It was good. I really enjoyed it. There My friend some... says I won't forget it. Well, I'll say this. I glad. We, that... By the way, we lost six to two. It was three yeah. to two. It was a close game. We didn't have the teamwork down, and then they got three goals in the last twenty minutes. We didn't bury our chances. Yeah, they buried theirs. You know, what 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 can you do? Uh, I would say this. The funny thing was the amount of people that were like, "Hey, can you do takeaways?" And I was like, "Absolutely not. Give me a break." <laughs> you probably could yeah. if you thought but here's about some it. Take, okay, here's some takeaways for you. The game was stretched. There was a lack of midfield because there was a lack of running. <laughs> uh, one team finished their chances. One team didn't. Uh, but I, I'll say this: the one my biggest takeaway, and it's one that you already brought up, so I'm glad you did. Uh, Playing with all of our our staff, the staff and the supporters that came out, and your buddies that came out. We got some good players, and we had a lot of fun. We just had a lot of fun. Yeah. It's good. Someone brought some beers. Someone brought some beers for after. It's good to see people outside of work, 
and doing some because so important. Look, so man, important. we we do soccer, and I understand that this is a club, but there's so many other things that go on in this club, including the entertainment side of it, which is the the concerts and things like that. You got you guys don't understand sometimes how much we are just dying to want to have a kick about, yeah. and we but we just don't have That's time. Very well said. Or we it's, can't have people come together. So the ability to do this, I think, at the end of it, if I looked at everything and. Uh, I was heated in some moments because there were some, you know, I get competitive. You kicked a, you kicked a chair. I've I never seen that outward someone, uh, well, emotion uh, outburst. It went from me, I had a moment where I thought I was going to score to being just full-blooded stepped on. And I have a, a bruise on the tip of my big toe, which I've never had in my entire 20-some-odd years of playing soccer. Yeah. So that, that, it hurt. Let's just say that. It hurt a lot. I played a grand total of 30 minutes, unfortunately, I, uh, because my I have these Achilles issues and they well, we, flared up. And we should have known when the, the captains were out and the guys go, all right, we're doing 90 minutes. I go, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, and there's slides. I go, okay, so yeah. this is a game. So they want everything game. they want. They wanted to be his game. And we didn't have linesmen. They gave us flags, and I was a linesman for a bit. It was... <laughs> Uh, you ran you ran the entire pitch. Yeah, and I go, pretty, okay, I forgot, I forgot. Ma- I Max it. put in double duty as linesman, just decided he's going to take two halves. Yeah. Hey, you need an extra v- view. After watching that Philadelphia yeah. game, I figured they needed as much help as they could Well, you get. just had the big smile. You were having so much fun. And, it, and I, again, it was just, it was so much fun to be around everyone and to, to just have a moment with all of us and to, to joke and banter back and forth. Again, not much banter between us and the... Uh, the Iron no, Maiden guys. They, I couldn't loosen biz- them up. All business. One word answers. All business, but we had a lot of fun bantering our own uh, players. And I will say Steve Harris, who's the one band member, he's the bass player, but he's more than a bass player. If you ever hear Iron Maiden bass, he has bass solos that are... He probably in the dis- he is in the discussion for best bass musician. I think the names that come up are John Entwistle, uh, Flea. Flea. These guys that are, you remember as the bass outwardly, players. The, it's only the guys that are outwardly seeking it, Yes, right. right. But and the, I think Steve does, Harris plays in a band. He creates the sound with the yeah. bass player. And he was actually the original member that kind of brought them all together. So he is the, the launching pad. He is really the, the, the center yeah. of it all. So he's the one that plays. And I was like, talking to him, hey, how's it playing at Bank Account? Oh, it's all right. I go, ah, that's it. But I gave him a jersey. And at that point... He was under. He looked at it. He had his name on it. He goes, oh, it fits me. And then they were going to the pub, I believe, later. And he's like, he put it on to wear out. So That's awesome. I think he really liked it. And they quickly got a jersey, and they gave it to us, which we were going to put in our, our, Very our cool. office there, well, autographed by Steve Harris. So that's all good. So that's all the good. I remember after the, after the match, one of the because uh, we were wearing LFC t-shirts, and we gave him hats. You gave him hats. They were very happy. We got yeah. him a bunch of get, but uh, the the goalie goes to Marcus and goes, "Can I get can I get your shirt?" Like as a almost a trade. Marcus goes, "Can I get yours?" He goes, "I can't. I can't." <laughs> I mean, it, to be fair, it was a they have these awesome kits that have who's the ma- what is the mascot's name? Eddie. Eddie. They have Eddie kind of laid into the kit. They have a great crest. Um, we had T-shirts, so had it, blue, wouldn't, it wouldn't have been a fair trade. They have West Ham colors because Steve Harris is a big mm-hmm. West Ham supporter, so their away one is uh, claret. This one is that light blue that mm-hmm. West Ham would wear. Sky blue. All right, let's talk about uh, what happened, to, how it ended. So 6-2. 6-2. Everyone posted the team shot. I posted the photo of yeah. handing it. You can check it out on uh, my Instagram, Ambredos. And we said, hey, it was a good effort, but we, we came on the second end. So Iron Maiden posted theirs, much better photo than I had. Yeah. <laughs> much better photo. Uh, and it said, thanks, LAFC. Iron Maiden, back to their winning ways, 6-2. I was like, ooh. Yeah. Because you said back to your winning ways. Man, Suggesting uh, they lost to Sacramento, who was their last opponent yeah. on tour. Sacramento Republic. There's, there's a return leg. I don't we know. were told not to wear, bring any uh, uh, ringers, yeah. no ex-players. So I was very meticulous about that. 
No one under 30. I was very meticulous about that. We had someone hovering around 30. And uh, maybe they they got a ringer. They had a one guy who put two balls away. Yeah. Who was, lived in L.A. My friend Binky, who played, recognized him from playing on the, some fields. And he put two incredible bangers away from acute angles. Yeah. I'm thinking, two great goals. I'm thinking we might have to extend an invite to Ante Razov. Right. So if I could do it again, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would honor the 30 and over. But I might. Well, because I'll tell you what. What we, about John Thorington? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I wouldn't even get it on the pitch if John was on there. <laughs> That's I, a game changer because not only is he a great football player, but he is fit as a fiddle. Yeah. John, let's just put it this way. In the staff game, if you're having to try to mark him, don't just don't even try. The man passes and moves. He goes, he, he finds gaps. He's not the type that goes, okay, here's a pass and watches it. No, he's already gone. So we, we People had forget to, about John that he he's... Probably in many years from now, he'll be known as a great GM, president, club uh, uh, official. But in his playing days, at a very young age, he was regarded as one of the best American players. Manchester but, United. Yeah, Manchester United. He may not have reached that uh, the heights from b- that start. He did have a nice career. But, but think at about a very when, young age, he was very highly regarded. Well, and think about when he was signing for Manchester United. Yes. For you kids that don't know. Yeah, the, the late 90s. and For you kids now that don't know a good Manchester United team, once in a long while, they used to be very, 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 very good. Is this story storybook, Vince? I don't know. I just think it's funny that they're – Max, think about it. There are kids that don't know Manchester United as a world-beater, treble-winning side. Yeah. Sad. I'm just, I'm just rubbing it in for yeah. Manchester United fans. Yeah, yeah. It's gone. I mean, I, I, I riff with Manchester United fans, but the, everyone says, when are they going to go back? And now it's like, they're not going back. This is the new reality. A lot of work. Yeah, they're not going to be like that. They beat everyone all the time. I mean, they have loads of cash. Everyone. Loads of cash. They need, just need a better person at buying players. Anyways. Uh, what Anything else about Iron Maiden? That I think we... we, we yeah, the posting. I think we covered it. It's Again. fine. It was all in good fun. We're not, we, we have... Th- I, I, I'm not worried about the post. I'm just saying next time I'm going to be a little yeah. more equipped. We all we all thought it was funny. Yeah. All right. I thought it was great. And again, the, at the end of the day, the, the best thing was being out to be out there on Sunday to just play. We all had a great time. I don't think any of us at the end were like, oh man, I can't believe we lost 6-2. We're in a bad mood. It was just the way it was and we played. I'll put it this way. The whole weekend, and I, I'm 47. I've had a lot of good weekends in my in my life. But that is pro, that is on the podium for top three. Yeah. I, I have to think of them all, but I wouldn't hesitate to maybe even put it one. It was just that good. Even work. Got to call the game. Got to go to the state concert, see great friends, and uh, finish it with that Sunday. It was uh, very special for me. Special to be on the field with you two, my friend. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sorry was, my leg gave out, but I hope the, they can fix that. Yeah, the camaraderie with just everyone. was It was so much fun to just to have a little bit of banter and have a little bit of fun and, and to see all the guys out there and – we had a great time. We yeah. free subs. We were. I mean, it, there was no. There was no pretense. There was no ego everyone got between a game. all of us. Yeah, everyone got in the game. Everyone was encouraging each other and playing. It was just. It was one of those moments where yeah, I wouldn't trade it. Okay. I, I, I would lose six two again if we could. If we could always feel have moments like that. All right. So there was our uh, our wonderful Sunday with Iron Maiden. Hopefully, we can do it. If you're if you're listening to this podcast and you're touring Los Angeles, or if you have a group, if you're local and you want to, let's let's get it on. When we return... All challengers are welcome. All challengers are welcome, but get ready for some Thorington Razov in the 11. <laughs> when we return, we'll get you ready for the return to Bank of California Stadium for LAFC. Toronto sees the opponent uh, Saturday. That comes with two huge storylines. We'll get into them next on Inside LAFC, Max and Vince Podcast. LAFC won! Seattle nil! 
Simon does it again! All right, we're back here on Inside LAFC. Toronto FC is the opponent. Toronto FC currently fourth in the Eastern Conference, safely in the postseason. They have three games remaining. So do the teams on the outside looking in, so I'd be stunned if they don't, but they can certainly, they could probably get as high as three. They could probably drop as low as maybe six. So a big game for them because, again, in the MLS Cup playoffs, one gets a bye, two, three, four, get a home game. And Toronto FC, as you get into October, home games even become more valuable because it's going to be nice and chilly, and that place can get raucous. And they're going to be one-offs. Yes, they're so going to be one-offs. We, we, no one really knows what to expect from this year's playoffs. Like We can all kind of surmise because when you think of one-offs and you think of uh, the higher seed having the home, you think, okay, we're probably going to see a lot of chalk, but I don't know, man. I really don't know what to expect from this. I feel like... What we th- like again? What we think is going to happen is the the home teams are going to run the table, um, but maybe we're going to look at it and say, oh, maybe the two legged affair actually helped home teams more. I don't know. I really don't know what to expect, and especially when you look at the standings, you see one team has completely separated itself, which we've already talked about. LAFC has just really separated themselves from the pack. Well, NYCFC has kind of put together a nice back half of the season to, to kind of bridge that gap a little bit. But after those two clubs, it's just packed between yep. teams just from from that two spot down to like eight or nine where there's just teams, just a couple points separating them. So there's really, I don't know what to make of what is going to happen. I like this Toronto team. Uh, I wouldn't be stunned. I'd be a little surprised if they make MLS Cup, but I think they have the experience and the talent, obviously the experience with Josie Altador and Michael Bradley. Um, they have uh, Subas Endo who scored. He's an interesting, uh, an ex- interesting player to bring in. Omar Gonzalez, uh, Mavinga, central defense, good, not great. Uh, good depth. Uh, you know, Mar- Marco Delgado is a guy who gets in. Jonathan Osorio is also another guy that can be dangerous. So it's a good-looking team. Pozuelo, obviously, I forgot him, but that's the playmaker, the, the straw that stirs the drink. So this is a very good Eastern Conference team. Uh, this is. It comes with a, a few subplots. Michael Bradley against his his father Bob. When we talked about this matchup last year, it was as Bob does very well. He goes he compartmentalizes it. I'll go see my son after. We'll have a nice dinner. We'll get the family together. But on the field, it's it's all business. Yeah, and it's we got that that was made that looked abundantly clear too as well. The one and I think that's going to play out. It's still in a very interesting subplot to this game. Lawrence Simon is the other one, and. People wonder what the reception's going to be like. I think it's going to be very good because of the moment when they opened up Bank of California State and he scored the goal. And I think that's a moment in a club that where history is so huge and it's written all over the walls of where we're at right now at the Performance Center that I think it's going to provide an emotional moment between the crowd, 32-52, and Simon. And that's, for me, something I'm really looking forward to in this game in particular, in which is the pressure on in the main picture of a game that LAFC at home needs to get the win to sort of get back into that rhythm that they had. We may see him start too. He's become a little bit of a rotational player because of what the, after they picked up Omar Gonzalez, Mavinga's their, their number one uh, in that center back period, but they, they're coming, they play tomorrow or sorry, we're recording on Tuesday. They play Wednesday midweek because they're, they're part of the Canada cup. It's a two leg CONCACAF champions league entry point as which well. A CONCACAF champions league point. So it's a two legged affair and it's one that Toronto takes very serious. They like winning that, that cup it's against Montreal. So they have, a midweek, back-to-back midweek. So they're going to go midweek, come to California, then have another midweek back at Toronto. So I would think that 
looking at their playoff, if I'm if I'm trying to surmise what I think their lineup might be, looking at their playoff spot, they probably feel pretty good about it. They probably come to bank thinking a point might be nice. Um, so they're probably going to run those the A team out for those Canada Cup games because they won't really want that spot. That's a trophy on the yeah. line. Yeah, and again, like you said, their playoff spot is pretty much locked in, yeah. but still work to do. Still work to do, but I think not that, the payoff, the pop of the winning that. But you, if you're looking for that storyline of Laurent Simon getting a start, I think this is the this is kind of falls breaks nicely for that. And on the balance of things, I'm with you. I think Laurent deserves a, a nice ovation. He's done a lot of things. I know it's, it's bad taste in some people's mouth on the way he left. Uh, Sometimes the way he played some games, some some of his passion boiled over in the wrong way for some people. I think, um, but I th- but yeah, those those moments, those free kicks. I mean, they're just so electric, um, and they're just it, you'll always remember the way we opened that building. Right. It, it just you can't take that away from. I don't care if he leaves in the the worst terms ever. I think most of us will always remember those moments because, look, players got to do what's best for themselves and, and their family. I think a lot of us understand that. And we don't have to deal with those backroom dealings and the contracts and stuff like that. What we remember most is what players do on the field. So I think a lot of people remember him for that, especially. I remember him here. He was such a warm, comforting effect to players. Like the goalkeepers would be training. He'd be over there giving them positive. Mm-hmm. Once you go to a practice in Laurent Saman, you would hear him and you would see him. He was, he was a louder than life kind of yeah. guy here and you'd hear his voice a lot echoing through this performance center but on the field too you could see the uh, impression he would leave uh, LFC a much different team than that first year's squad which Lawrence Simon was the captain it allowed Carlos Vela really to express himself as the captain and as a leader more and LFC are a much better team than the team was a year ago but that's a, that's a lot of things changed in addition to Lawrence Simon but there's it's an, as you mentioned the journey was interesting Leaving here, going to the French league for a great three for a three year deal, and then that quickly did not work out, and he's back in Major League Soccer with Toronto. And this would appear to be, if not the last, maybe the next to last stop in his career, which uh, had a great run here, certainly in Major League Soccer with mostly the impact. This is, I think, there's going to be a lot packed into this game, and it's yeah. it's, it's it, what's interesting about it, and this new MLS is how one day, it's. Everything's so young here that that could be so impactful. But even when LAFC is 20, 30 years old, people will still remember it. The people that began as fans here, they'll remember that. There'll be photos of it. They'll be shared. Maybe they'll re- re- repurpose it up on social media. It's an important It's an important moment. Yeah, the, the, the calls from the game, the photos from the game. The I remember we did a great thing just kind of recapping the year. Um, this season, just kind of a year at bank, and we we brought in a lot of fans. And we sat them in their seats that they sat in when the moment happened. Yeah. That was really cool, just to kind of get you could see it in their faces because they we sat them down and they kind of we we told them what we were going to do. We said, hey, we're going to sit you down in the same spot. We're going to talk about that goal. They go, oh, of course, of course, of course. And people sat and they kind of came in. They were kind of nervous because you get people that aren't used to being on camera and they're like, well, I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm like, don't worry. Well, I, I was kind of with them, kind of answer, asking the questions. And as we kind of one, two, three questions in, you could see it kind of start to come out of them and where they were kind of looking at the field. And it it was cool because we had them in an empty stadium, which most of them probably never have sat in their seat with no one there. So just a straight sight line to where they were and just seeing them kind of, I would ask them like, look out to where, where you remember it being. And someone would say, I don't where it was. I was like, it's right there. It was right there. That was where, and they're like, oh wow, we did have such a great, yeah, we did. We had such a great view. So then they, it, it brings stuff back up. And I know Laurent himself is, it's very emotional. Yeah. Very emotional player. So I think we're going to see some... I, I would imagine we see some yeah. emotion from him. 
As for the game, this could be an opportunity where LAFC's offense really kicks into that higher gear. I think it's a, it's a big spot for the record-keeping. With Can they get the most goals? They obviously need a win if they want to get the most wins. A win would go a long way to getting the points. I think there's a possibility that at Toronto, not the best defensive team. They've, they've had some... They've had some issues there. They gave up a couple to Colorado who were, you know, shorthanded, and that was up in Toronto. Yep. So I think, you know, it'd be it, Carlos Vela with another week of practice under his belt. Brian Rodriguez, uh, along with Dionat, to have that extra body there in attack, I think I start to get I definitely get excited about what we might see. Could it go that way? Maybe not. But there is a, I think there's a possibility with all the pieces back in place against a team that can be a bit leaky where this could be a very famous night for other reasons yeah. uh, on Saturday. Well, we always construct the narrative, right? So that we're like, hey, this team is, is four matches without a win. They're coming home after a long road trip. They're going to be hungry. Uh, I think one of the biggest things is, is the gang's all back. I mean, not just Carlos coming back, but just the guys coming back for international duty. They're going to be basically together until that next international break, which takes place. In, in, a, in a break after the final match going into the playoffs. So I think knowing that, hey, guys, this is the group we're going to finish the season with. The window is closed. Let's, you know, take advantage of these two matches at home. Uh, we're we're going to play, you know, Saturday against TFC, and then we'll, we'll play uh, a midweek game against Houston. Let's really bring it in. Um, and I, I would think, again, I, I say it as a narrative because we always say things. We're like, hey, don't, aren't you guys pumped up to get back home? And they just look at us and go, well, yeah, we're always pumped up to get back home. It's not... It doesn't become that much bigger because we haven't won a few yeah. games or this and that. But I think this might be the one time where like they might be feeling it just a little bit. About two weeks away. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Two weeks away. You know, you, again, you had Carlos out for that Minnesota game. You had a lot of guys leave. They're all back. I, I feel like this is the one time where actually it makes sense to say like, you guys have maybe a little extra yeah. bounce in your step going into this game. Just one quick thing. Of, of the 14 teams currently in the playoffs, only one team has allowed more goals than Toronto FC, they've allowed 49, which is an astronomical total, but still, you want to still mind your T's. It is a lot uh, in 31 games. Uh, quick wrap here with Chiqui Palacios. He had his media day here as we're recording this, mm -hmm. and he is uh, he is available for selection. Correct. It's kind of an issue of where you get him in there. We may see him here. May, we may not. I mean, it wasn't as pressing of an area where Brian Rodriguez came in with the Carlos Vela injury. Right. Uh, we'll see. And he is... Based on all accounts, he's I, I, I spoke to him. He's right-footed, but he plays as a left back, and mm -hmm. he is a left back. Yeah, no, he is a left That's back. It. So keep that in mind because you got Jordan Harvey, who's the you know in that first choice eleven that we saw against Philly. You got Mohamed El Munir, who was coming along really well until he got that injury. Is now back in full fitness. Um, you know, so you've got two guys that that one has learned the system since day one in Jordan Harvey. You got one that took some time to learn the system and now is feeling a little comfortable in it. And you got Cheeky who is a phenomenal player and I think is his natural inclinations fit the system, but you still got to learn it. Yeah. I mean, he's literally had about three, maybe four days. And we'll say one of those days of his training were literally coming off a plane from an international flight and hitting the training ground. So and going to Philadelphia, yeah, in Philadelphia, hitting the, hitting the training pitch. So, uh, I would say this as much as we all want to see him and I want to see him. I'm, I'm excited to see him out there. You got to trust that he needs to learn these things because I would say of any position, I mean, the midfield is one thing. I think there's a lot to know in the midfield, but I feel like those outside backs, we got to give credit to guys like Stephen Bateshore, Jordan Harvey, Mohamed El Monier, Tristan Blackman. That's not an easy position to play in this because sometimes you got to be out wide. Sometimes you got to come in the work. midfield. You are a lot of times when that, that midfield uh, goes to counter press and that first pass goes beyond them, you're the next line of defense and you are counted on to really 
either delay or dislodge that ball from that player. So there's a lot to do. And of course, you have to be offensively inclined and willing to play with space behind you. So I think we could say unlikely we see him on this Saturday. I would I would not see him in a start, but no, could definitely be not in a start, but maybe a few there. But you know, you have to leapfrog some people. And I know this coach yep. staff wants to see him play. This is a guy for the future. Mm-hmm. But the, you have a, a great opportunity. You find your best eleven and whoever they might be to get them ready for the postseason. But Jordan Harvey's done so much and continues to be a calming influence. Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely his job, and as you'd like to see. Well, I think you look for an opportunity, right? Yeah. You you say to yourself, "We're not going to use him unless." such and such conditions, whether that is LAFC is up, which is hopefully it's LAFC is up. There's no pressure. Go in there, get 15 minutes, or maybe hopefully it's not this, but LAFC is down. Hey, there's no pressure. Anything you create is what, you know, there's nothing you, you didn't do it. You just got to try to mend and and make it a little bit better. So I think they're probably already looking at that and saying, what could be the situations where we actually would bring him in? Excellent. All right. So that's the game Saturday. Tickets available. Go to lafc.com slash tickets. You want to see them back there after a couple weeks on the road. Get all the support they can possibly get. It's going to be a fun night, as it always is. Maybe a little more than usual. If you can't get there, the game will be on YouTube TV. So check us out there. Our plus one's Danielle Slayton. Yes. Who did a lot of wonderful work First time uh, during this year, the World right? Cup. First time this year. Also affiliated with the San Jose Earthquake. So I'm very interested to hear her perspective of the game. I'll get her Friday here at Performance Center. Uh, that's it. Good that's stuff. It. Oh, we, you know, we didn't mention one thing. Hello Kitty. Hello Kitty night. Get there early. This that's is shaping be, up to be the biggest. This will be the biggest give, giveaway in LAFC history. I've already been reached today. out by five people to get a Hello Kitty. Guaranteed. So if you don't already have tickets, you better get on it and get there early so that you get your Hello Kitty. It's Hello Kitty LAFC with collab. an LAFC jersey. And Hello Kitty is going to be there. The real Hello Kitty. Yeah. So come on and say hello. I mean, Hello Kitty is much more famous than you you or I. There's no doubt about that. There is no <laughs> doubt about that. Please subscribe to the podcast. We, we've been checking out the numbers, and we, we see our audience is growing. We talk to you out there. We really do appreciate it. But tell your friends to subscribe. We talk LAFC, but we talk other stuff as well. Like if you're an Iron Maiden fan, you would have loved this, this program, except for the time we, we, we gave them some grief because of the, uh, the social media. Uh, but also leave comments. We really do appreciate it. Yeah. See you on Saturday. All right. Sounds like a date.